Hello and welcome to the weekly Bundaberg Now podcast. I'm Dana McGackers from Bundaberg Regional Council and today we have another interesting program with news and information from across the Bundaberg region. Soon we'll hear about the fantastic exhibition Emerge 2020, meet a talented local photographer and have our first music segment from LED. But first, here's Michael Gorry with the news headlines. Thank you, Dana. Making news this week, Bundaberg Regional Council has extended COVID relief measures for some airport tenants until the end of the year. With flight numbers down, businesses inside the terminal have had their revenue decreased significantly. Council hopes that as state borders open up, aviation services will return to normal. Stormwater will be channelled to Baldwin Swamp and the Burnett River from Bell Eden Estate using an innovative naturalisation technique. Here's civil engineer David Fulton to explain. The idea is to naturalise the drainage channel through Bell Eden Park to reinstate uh, the water treatment capabilities of a natural stream or creek. The, the naturalisation will treat stormwater runoff and remove uh, certain pollutants which are generated from urban development. Uh, we want to remove those pollutants so they don't impact uh, some of the very important natural areas we have downstream such as Baldwin Swamp, the Burnett River and ultimately the Great Barrier Reef. The One Million Trees Bundaberg program was launched last Friday. Ray Johnson from Jinjin Landcare says there are many benefits. If we're really con- convinced that this is the way we need to be going in the world, I see no problem with One Million Trees. It takes a bit of effort and a bit of expense to get them in, but it's worth every bit of it. I suppose there's lots of good reasons why we should be doing it, because there's lots of good reasons for trees. Without it, we wouldn't last very long on planet Earth. But number one, for shade, a habitat for uh, birds, animals, uh, and for cleaning the air. They're the, the lungs of the earth. So, yeah, we need, we need trees and lots of them. Local irrigators are being encouraged to complete a survey to measure future water demand. The information will be used to shape decisions regarding Paradise Dam. Bree Grimmer from Bundaberg Fruit and Vegetable Growers says the survey is very important. If ever there was one survey that the growers in this region need to fill out, this is it. Um, so, you know, if, they, if they're sitting in their tractor and they've got the GPS guidance on, um, that's the time to jump on, fill it out. It takes around about half an hour, but that's the most important 30 minutes that they will have because this information will be fed into the, um, into the reports and then that's essentially going to be determining what happens with that dam. We need that dam returned to full supply level. There's no doubt about it. In sport, Bundaberg swimmer Toby Street has received an Australian Olympic Changemaker Award and a scholarship to Bond University. During his short career so far, 17-year-old Toby has received many accolades. He's also been in the national top 10 for his age group in freestyle. Now let's hear from Bundaberg Regional Council Chief Executive Steve Johnston about highlights from the Council 2019-20 annual report. Mr Johnston says it was a tale of two halves. Then, back to you, Dana. This year's annual report I described as a 12-month period in two halves. The the first six months, so from July to December last year, uh, was really business as usual. We had an election looming in March, a local government election. There were certain restrictions about to be imposed on uh, not just Queensland but nationally because of COVID. That had a number of impacts on the organisation. Uh, obviously, the first thing we had to get through was the local government election, but then we also had to look at what the impact was going to be financially and economically on our own community. 
What the council did at the time was to put a number of measures in place to try and assist uh, particularly local businesses and local community groups and sporting organisations to ride through the the impact of that uh, COVID situation. I think ironically for us that it wasn't ever, ever really a health crisis. It quickly morphed into a financial and economic crisis. A couple of things the council did straight away was to put a six-month freeze on charging any rent on any property owner that council rented property to, particularly including properties at the airport who were very adversely affected by the impact of COVID. The other thing that happened was in the main street, we stopped issuing parking fines. So the council also looked at ways in which they could assist those local businesses by putting a freeze on trade waste charges and um, we put a moratorium on charging interest on rates and charges that were outstanding. We came out of the financial year probably in a slightly better position than we had thought we would because of those impacts. And that was largely due to the fact that we were in a good, solid financial position uh, which enabled us to absorb some of those shocks and make some of those concessions available. And a continuation of a number of those measures that we put in place initially that now run into December. So overall, about nine months worth of relief measures the council's implemented to try and assist local businesses ride through that. And of course, the new councils also looked at a range of other measures to try and stimulate uh, the local building, the local construction industry, the local development industry. Thanks, Michael and Steve. Now, here's a little bit about the Emerge 2020 exhibition. Hi, I'm Rebecca McDuff. I'm the Gallery Director for Bundaberg Regional Galleries. I'm really excited today to be here talking about our latest exhibition, which is Emerge 2020. Emerge is a fantastic exhibition. It celebrates a contribution that emerging artists make to our cultural landscape. It draws artworks from six regional high schools and it aims to excite, challenge and inspire the audience so that they can see the world through the eyes of our young artists. Something really interesting about Emerge is that it's actually been part of the cultural landscape for Bundaberg for over 30 years. It started out at Shalom College as the Combined Schools Art Exhibition and since then it's had various incantations to its current status as Emerge and it sits within Gallery 1 at Bundaberg Regional Art Gallery. Each year there are varying students involved in it from various year levels. This year we have 70 artists participating in the exhibition and those 70 artists are from grade 7 through to grade 12. The artworks that we see in Emerge always vary. It depends a little bit on what the assessment pieces have been, but it also really reflects what's happening for the young people within our region each year. This year, of course, we've seen a huge influence by COVID-19 and the isolation that factored into the lives of everyone and particularly impacted on our young people and their schooling. So we see a lot of artworks looking at the, series, the thoughts about isolation, about mental health issues, about that sense of feeling alone. But there are also some just wonderful whimsical pieces as part of the exhibition as well. And so it's really exciting to see these small sculptures that have been created by St Luke's College after an artist in residency with um, Carolyn Watts, Brisbane-based artist. Those small sculptures, they have this beautiful bone sculpture as part of them that is just gorgeous. There's also some fantastic projections and film noir from Kepnock State High School this year, and you'll be able to go into the vault to see those. We've got a various array of paintings from Bundaberg State High School, North State High School and Shalom College this year. And um, I really think it's exciting to see the way that students develop as they go through their schooling and really the material that they end up using for their final product. Some other things that are really exciting about Emerge this year is that um, on the opening weekend, we have a pop-up exhibition and performance happening in Gallery 2 by local emerging artist Reese Williams. 
Reese is a young actor, but also involved in the Moncrief and Gallery teams. Reese is doing this really interesting exhibition called A Retrospective of Lindsay Hayes, and he's written this play himself. But alongside that, he's worked with regional artists to create an exhibition that stands alone. And the play that he's developed explores these artworks and this story of the fictional Lindsay Hayes and how she fits into the exhibition scene. Unfortunately, there are no spots left at any of those performances because Reese managed to sell out that show in 24 hours. I'm exceptionally proud to see a young emerging artist doing so well for himself. Later on in Emerge, starting on the 7th of December, we also have the Emerge Fringe Festival, and this is where you will see street art popping up around the Bundaberg region, featuring the work, once again, of our young emerging artists. There are approximately 14 artists contributed to the street art part of the festival, and um, keep your eye out over the school holidays for those. Another exciting thing on the opening night of Emerge is that we will have local artist Beck McPherson live creating a piece of public art on the front of the gallery, and so really excited to see um, Beck doing this as a performance piece alongside some great local musicians that are going to play for the opening. We're also really lucky for Emerge that we are able to offer Emerging Artist Awards. Now these are sponsored by the Money Edge and these enable four artists within the exhibition to be given prizes of $250 each and recognised for their outstanding contribution to the exhibition. It's always a very difficult um, award to judge, and this year we've welcomed Shelley Pisani from the Ideas Distillery along to make that final judging. We also receive every year strong sponsorship from Art Plus. Art Plus sponsor our People's Choice Award, and this is great. This is where the people get to come in and vote on which is their favourite artwork, and Art Plus sponsor a $250 voucher for the student that gets the most votes. So I really want to thank our sponsors because they're also in their own way saying a huge thank you and acknowledgement for the students and the work that they create for us. Everyone in the public can come in and enjoy the Emerge exhibition. I really encourage you, if you haven't been to the gallery before, this is the exhibition to come and see because it really is an amazing snapshot of what is happening for the young artists within our region. Thanks, Rebecca. Over to Kylie Lane from Council's Tourism and Events team, and she's joined by local photographer, Kevin Hill, or as you may know him, Jimmy Skaboo. Sure, my name's Kevin Hill. I'm also known as Jimmy Skaboo on Facebook. Uh, I do a lot of nature photographs in the Bagara region, and I'd like to go elsewhere, but there's so much to do in Bagara. I'm not going to finish it for a long time. <laughs> well, that sounds great. So I wonder if people could imagine that they're able to spend most of their mornings and afternoons out and about exploring our beautiful region. It just sounds so inviting, and that's exactly what what you do um, every day. Um, Kevin Acker, Jimmy, to his Facebook friends, is up before dawn, camera in hand, ready to capture the day, and once again in the afternoon to farewell the setting sun. So if you don't mind, tell us about some of the interesting creatures you've come across in your daily walks. Well, it's, it's quite amazing what we do have in our region. Uh, it's, it's a tropical, subtropical paradise. Yes. Um, and it's seasonal, of course. So that's what makes it so interesting. I never know what I'm going to get. I head out to get the sunrise and there'll be dolphins or there'll be a very large um, kangaroo showing his muscles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there'll, be, there'll be birds galore, which I've only just, in the last five or six months of my walks, noticed how many and how colourful they are. What I do is, I, if I see a really interesting one, 
I, I put it up there and I asked for help with ID. Oh, wonderful. And people so are people so get good. involved, yes, yes, and help you out. And I'm hopeless with fish too, so okay. I ask for that when I see sea snakes washed up on the beach or tuna jumping. Um, there's just so many things out there yeah. and, and I'm fortunate that I'm retired. Well, that sounds great. And earlier this year, I believe you captured an image of spotted eagle rays at Monrepo Beach. And you may like to share with us how you managed to get the photo. Were you just lucky uh, waiting particularly for a sea creature to show above the it's, waves? It's amazing that the more you're out there, the more you're attuned to nature, the luckier you get. Yes. It has not much to do with luck. Okay. It has to do with being in the right place at the right time. You won't get all of it. Your, your photos won't all work out, no. but you take twenty or 30,000 photographs, you've got to get a good <laughs> you're one. You're going to get one, surely. Yeah. <laughs> and is that generally um, you just snap away, snap away at the photos I, and then I, go home and I sort through them? I walk through the reserve and along the beaches. You have, to be, you have to have your perception. You have to be either looking for larger things or smaller things. It's right. hard to be focused on both. both. So I will now and again switch between the two, Yes. look at the small picture, then turn around, look behind you, because yes. uh, if you're doing a sunset mm -hmm. and there's a beautiful rainbow behind you, yes. I have missed things miss like it. that. That's right. So I've got the acquired the habit of looking at all distances and all sizes of things. I really appreciate your meeting with us this morning. Brilliant. It's wonderful. And we look yeah. forward to seeing your photos on, on Facebook and people yeah. can keep an eye out and make sure that um, they that Jimmy you if give they Jimmy want. a wave on the yeah. beach of a morning and let him and know what's out there to Give me see. the hot tips on what's around yeah. and I will capture them. Thanks, Kylie and Kevin. To finish up today, I'd like to welcome LED as a special guest with a passion for local music. We're excited to welcome Ellie on board as a recurring host as she brings us the stories and songs from local musicians over the coming weeks. Over to you, Ellie. Hi, I'm Ellie D. I'm a podcaster and a publicist focused on showcasing Australian singer-songwriters. It's exciting to be here with you on the Bundaberg Now podcast because not only do I live locally, I'm also keen to share more about our local musical talent. Today I'd like you to meet Brendan Egan. Brendan has been involved with the local Bundaberg music scene since he was eight years old, playing in various orchestral groups and choirs. Classically trained in violin, cello, double bass and piano, Brendan went on to perform with Bundaberg Youth Orchestra, Bundaberg Symphony Orchestra and the Queensland Symphony Orchestra all before he was 13 years of age. That was when he decided to start his first band. As a teenager, Brendan played music to crowds across our local Bundy pub scene, but under parental supervision because he was only 13. Playing three nights a week at local venues, he was also juggling school and his orchestral commitments as well, so he was pretty busy. But by the time he reached 18, he decided to embark on his solo career. Brendan decided to start moving outside of Bundaberg, so he started to perform in Agnes Water, Rockhampton and Gladstone. Then he started to get gigs on the Sunshine Coast in Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Aside from what's been happening with COVID, he's very well known and loved across clubs and pubs here in Bundaberg. You know that he has performed here on a regular basis, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights and afternoons. But he also does play outside of our beautiful region. You could say once he started out on his solo career, that's when he started to write and compose original music and lyrics, so not just performing covers. And it was then that he decided to incorporate his original songs and music into the covers he was performing. He discovered a very 
unexpected success. It was from that point that he was encouraged to continue to develop his original content and to explore the boundaries of his musical and lyrical skills. This all led to his public release of his debut album, Public Opinion, which was released in November 2019 and featured 11 of his original songs. Brendan is super proud of this album, particularly because he used the talents of people here in Bundaberg to create that album. He did want to make a point to prove to everyone in the Wide Bay area that you don't have to go to Nashville or outside of this state of Queensland to record a quality album. His thoughts? Well, if you have local talent, why not use your current relationships and rapport with fellow music in the area to create something that is absolutely brilliant? From 2011 to 2019, Brendan received multiple national awards at the Australian Commercial Radio Awards for his achievements in production. More recently, Brendan stepped up to the challenge as issued by Sam Mack on Channel 7 Sunrise to write a song about his hometown, Bundaberg. He did it in six hours and went on the show to perform it live. His success doesn't stop there. One of the singles from his debut album, Public Opinion, was added to the nationally syndicated radio program known as Ozmade, which is a program on the Grant Broadcasters radio network. He's also had the great opportunity to recently perform his original music on the Triple M Network's Concert on the Couch series, and it was really well received. Brendan is incredibly thankful, not only for the support of his followers and the community here in Bundaberg, but also for the support of his wife and three children, who are constantly encouraging him to work towards his goals and to continue to achieve success. I'll be back again next week to introduce you to another local Bundy muso, but for now, let's have a listen to this track. It's an original by Brendan Egan. It's titled Following You Down. What it was like when we first met To take our chance at this wonky stance Now playing on a dusty cassette The words that were said Between the sheets in our bed Paving the way for the lies of lead A draw full of dreams It will never be me Reaching for more than I can be Cause you need to see That I'm not afraid to be free The void that is clear Let's fill it with fear So we can watch it fall apart Everything we've done You need to know that I'm thinking, breathing Following you down Mess what we call love A scattered dress that leads to fun A moment miss, no goodbye kiss A silent room with no abyss We're all misled, the constant maze in my head The words I lost, I should have just said Cause you need to see That is clear Let's fill it with fear So we can watch it fall apart Everything we've done You need to know that I'm thinking Breathing 
following you down. an argument worth when everybody loses your heart your mind anything she chooses a silent night a heartfelt cry was it worth it all for no goodbye cause you need to see that I'm not afraid to be free the fight that is clear let's fill it with fear so we can it fall apart Everything we've done You need to know that I'm thinking, breathing Following you down Thinking, breathing Following you down That's all for today. We hope you enjoyed the programme. Join us next week for more news and stories from across the Bundaberg region. Bye for now. Bye for now.